0: The Sniffer Nora Kathy Nora
1: Kathy, so nice to see you I'm
0: hot (laughs) You certainly are And not in a good way Yeah, summer in the city I know. I'm here in my boxers <laughs> and not much else. <laughs> but
1: T-shirts and a short over I, here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. I've got this stupid air conditioner. It sounds like a seven twenty-seven. <laughs> it's like one of those Elephant Man things that you run through the window, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's right beside the television. So I've got. I feel so sorry for my neighbor. Fortunately, she's partially deaf. Mm. Well, I, I'm up first. Right? Yeah, it's
1: super interesting story, actually.
0: Well, yeah, it, it, it kind of uh, follows hot on the heels of um, my Levi's story. Or was it your Levi's It was story? mine,
1: but anyway, whatever.
0: Okay. <laughs> sure, <It's> your <laughs> Levi's story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Ralph Lauren is jumping on the same bandwagon as Levi's did. At the root, this really is all about sustainability, but when the pandemic hit, You know, Lauren and Company started trying to figure out what they were going to do uh, with their business, Mm -hmm. and the Ralph's son David has taken over what is called the Create Your Own Garments online. So what they did was, you know, when you think about Ralph Lauren, you think about the polo shirt, like a lot of other things, but really the polo. They're going to take the polo, and they're going to allow customers to do it up their own way. Now, right now, they've started with a limited set of, co- of uh, color combinations, and it's just, it's sort of the sleeves and, let me see, oh, it's the collar and the sleeves. Okay. So rather than, like, an all-black polo, you can have, like, a black polo with, you know, like, a, a white collar and maybe yellow sleeves or whatever you wanted or red sleeves and they're going to, over the next year or so, they're going to add in more and more and more ways of you to interact and design your own clothing. So I sort of think of that as like kind of a, a wonderful way of creating your own bespoke wardrobe.
1: And so then basically they make it for you on demand, essentially.
0: Yes, it's on-demand clothing. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's being made right now on the West Coast, and it's shipped to them. But... Um, to cut down on cost, because one of the biggest things that costs companies a ton of money is shipping mm-hmm. and distribution. So they're going to start having more factories created. Like, let's say you're in London. They say London in this article, I assume that they don't mean London, Ontario, they mean (laughs) London, England. Yes. But that there'll be a store there that will actually build your on demand at that time, you know, your Oxfords, your Chinos, your Polos, whatever. That way they can just ship them straight to you and there aren't these, you know, trucks and trains, but especially trucks with gas chugging across the United States full of Ralph Lauren polos. Yeah. So I think that that's really cool. You?
1: I think one of the interesting things is how like for such a long time we were moving in this direction of like highly centralized production right? Like that the shops would be all over the place every five blocks or whatever but the production and then the shipping you know would so be so centralized the production. But I think what we saw during the pandemic was how brittle these supply chains can really be right like we're moving into a condo and we need to get some new furniture because things don't fit. And like everything else, it's like, well, I guess you're going to be sitting on milk crates for a long time because the supply chains are brittle, right? Even this far into the pandemic. And I think it's interesting. It's like the, the waste reduction piece, the transportation piece and the the brittleness of the supply chain piece all coming together and that combined with the fact that consumers now want to have I mean how seriously committed we really are to green products I'm not sure but people want to have the story of oh this is so green it was you know manufactured just 10 kilometers away from where I bought it or whatever like from a marketing perspective maybe that's cynical of me but it's also very smart in that way
0: Well, yeah, and it's also though that if you pay a little bit more for it and you have a t-shirt or a pair of chinos that you've designed yourself, you're going to be way more inclined to hang on to it. Mm -hmm. Because you know, you know, we did that piece uh, a while back about how many times people wear a pair of jeans. Seven. Yeah. Do you remember that number? It, it seven. was seven times
1: for shocking. not just for jeans, but for clothing in general. Because we're so addicted to fast fashion. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's it's a shocking and disgusting figure.
0: And millennials are concerned about sustainability. If I was a millennial, I would be absolutely freaked about what's happening with the planet. Yeah. And the other thing that was really interesting is is that okay, when you usually go into a polo boutique you'll see that there's a ton of different polos Mm -hmm. orange pink red black did you know that like 50 to 70 percent of them don't get sold yeah and then they end up going to winners and you know marshals or wherever and if they don't get sold then they end up in the landfill yeah
1: Yeah. i was stunned by that he said i think the stat was that if it's a good season, it's something like they sell 50 to 70% of their stock. So from the point of view of waste, like getting rid of that many things, because eventually, you know, they they often will send them overseas to secondary markets if they don't sell on winners or whatever. But then a lot of them do end up in landfill as well, right? But also, again, like from the marketing perspective, it's a bit of a thing for the brand too, right? If I spend, I don't I have no idea how much these clothes are, but let's say $100 for a rugby shirt type of thing and then I see it at winners and it's 50 dollars like well I'm going to be pissed right you don't want that kind of situation so there are a lot of reasons why it's I think it's really pretty smart and be interesting to see if it takes off
0: yeah I think it will it's something I would I'd be into because I'd like to create my own t-shirts yeah yeah I don't know about my own jeans what if I could design my own Stan (laughs) Smith
1: you would love that that you really would love
0: I would. I'd switch it around. I'd have them green with white on the back. Ooh. How many Stan Smiths would
1: you reckon you've had in your lifetime?
0: Enough to fill a landfill. <laughs> <laughs> and i wore worn them all right out. <laughs> I've got eight pairs now and three of them are brand new. Wow. So. Yeah. so now you've got a really cool story.
1: Yeah, I'll try to explain it. It's a little bit um, technical, but it's basically a really interesting idea. We've talked a lot about alternative materials for making things like, for example, mycelium, which is the sort of base layer that mushroom grows on top of different types of materials and so forth. This is a really interesting project out of Delft University, a researcher named Marie aubin Tam and Shrikant Balasabramanian. They worked on this thing, which is basically the idea of taking micro algae and printing it out and making like essentially a material that you would make not buildings out of like not huge things, but sort of ordinary household type of objects. So the advantage of this algae is that it's cheap. It's solar powered, it's biodegradable, you can recycle it, it even sequesters carbon, right? So this is not a new technology, this has been done before, making a kind of um, material out of algae. But typically what people have done is they've printed it onto something called hydrogels. It's not totally a gel, it's a gel that's contained in some sort of more structured fabric, like the, one of the, the researcher, Balasubramanian. He gives the example of a wet diaper as being a thing of a hydrogel where it's like contained in a solid, but it's liquid inside. So they've done this before, but obviously this soupy liquidy thing is not really, do you really want to wear a shirt made out of a wet diaper? Not really. So, (laughs) (laughs) But what they did, their innovation was to make this micro ink from this micro algae and then print it out onto a thing called bacterial cellulose. So you print it out and, and it's kind of wet when you print it out. But then the uh, cellulose has uh, calcium chloride in it. And when the algae meets the cl- calcium chloride, then it solidifies. So you make this thing, the contact is made, and then it turns into something like is a, a very strong sheet of paper. And from then you can use it to, as a building material for making small household objects with the idea that now the, the interesting thing <laughs> because it's algae is it's not, it doesn't, last a long time and if you want it to last longer you have to feed it which is <laughs> it's like, hold on a second i oven- have to feed my oven mitts they're dissolving
0: <laughs> <laughs> my oven mitts are crying we're gonna
1: have to wait a little while <laughs> on dinner <laughs> yes that's right so they have
0: well, the oven mitt just ran across the room <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> beed, 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 beed,
1: beed, beed. <laughs> so they do have a few things that they have to work through. Like one thing is because it's so it's essentially 3D printed the ink onto this cellulose, but because the LJ needs contact with the calcium, they haven't figured out yet how to make it like to get much height because you have to have that contact with the calcium. Right. um So it's still at this experimental stage. But I thought it was really a neat idea and. Um, I think also a neat way of thinking of like getting back to nature and thinking about how nature works in these cycles like the natural world works in these cycles where things go cradle to cradle you don't produce things in the garden that then turn into something that you can't use you produce things in the garden and then it goes into the compost and you save the seeds and you make the stuff next year so thinking in that way about materials i think it's, it's just a more modern way of thinking about things i guess at the same time as a more traditional way, I suppose.
0: That's very profound. (laughs) It's true. No, I'm serious. No, I'm trying to do more cradle to cradle myself. Yeah. My latest challenge has been grass. At the farm? (laughs) Not (laughs) not, (laughs) caught. Yes. Literal grass. I have very, very healthy respect for grass. Mm -hmm. It is so tenacious. Yes. And yeah, and just trying to figure out things to do with the grass. But uh, no, I... The thing that I, I it always flummoxes me is I've got to go see one of these three D printers operating because I still go uh, when I think about building something out of a printer a printer that by the way folks only costs two hundred and fifty dollars correct me if I'm wrong but I it was something like right. that
1: I mean that is the interesting thing is the potential to actually have these print your own oven mitts or what I don't know why I'm fixated <laughs> on oven mitts but you know whatever print your own oven mitts <laughs> at home for a reasonable cost. Or or even if you think about like to get back to the, the retail thing like what if you could actually say like if these things are made out of you know maybe you buy like somebody makes these really great oven mitts but you can print your own patch on your oven mitts so that will cover up the part that you know wore away because you burned the pizza on your hand or whatever like that idea of making something that's maybe more sustainable that way too is a cool idea of oh I could just make my micro algae and like seal it over this tear in my pants or whatever.
0: That's a great idea. Let's do it. Okay, you quit your job. I'll quit mine, and away we go. All right. (laughs) Just need a little startup money. Well, it's good to see you. You too. Yeah,
1: I missed you too. Yeah, I hope. And we miss you guys. Yeah, I hope everyone's having a good summer, and um, I hope you're getting on your way to your shots and staying safe. And um, at least we can have fun outside, right?
0: That's right. All right. Take care. Tell people on iTunes that you like us or wherever you catch your podcasts.
1: Exactly, yeah. Thank you so much and enjoy your summer. Bye, Kath.
0: You too. Bye, Nora.
1: Bye.